Precious Holy Spirit, we trust you for light this evening. Change us, transform us. Jesus alone glorified. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Hmm. So, over the past couple of weeks now, we've been on the matter of kingdom dynamics. And we're tying up that conversation by, by, by unraveling the concept of being deployed in God's kingdom. You and I have been called as God's children, not just to line up and join the queue of what has always been. God is not calling you to the status quo. God is calling you on a unique journey, a new, a unique assignment of a proper representation of the King of Kings. And we begin this evening on that subject that I am on assignment. You are on assignment. There is a consciousness that I did not, I, I am not here by accident. I am not here just to earn a salary. I am not here just to get married and to populate. I am here on assignment. The agenda is the expansion and the establishment of the rule of the king of glory. The whole idea is that the kingdom will have representatives that are proving that a life of dominion is not theory. That these exploits are not just reserved for the book of Acts, but that you and I will be the modern-day Acts of Jesus. That you and I will be exemplary ambassadors of the King of Glory. And hear me, hear me. The scriptures, God's word is loaded with examples of men, women, families, institutions that failed God. As far as establishing his kingdom was, was concerned and, and, and also filled with examples of successful kingdom ambassadors and representatives that showed us that it is worth contending for. Not as, 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 as an idealist, you know, um, um, idea of some, of, of some, what's the word now, utopia. No, no, no. This is a real life. This is a real practical life of dominion. And once again, I agree with you under the sound of my voice that your life, my life, in this time where there is a quickening in the nations of the world, where there are shakings and God is raising up prophetic voices. God is raising ambassadors that will be key players in the coming revival that will represent him appropriately, that will show that God's power is real, that prophecy is real, that the gifts of the Spirit are not on lease, they are not on holiday. Ah, that the dominion mandate is still alive and well. Men and women ruling on their mountains of assignment, bringing God's rule to bear and glory to his name. You will be that person. I will be that person. We will be that people. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. You can tell that I am excited by the word this evening. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Um, our conversation in the month of March will be very, it's spiritual intelligence, extremely strategic, especially considering the times that we are living now. Extremely strategic spiritual intelligence. And this is my prayer for you. That beyond the words being said will be the life that is being communicated in the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 10 verse 16. Jesus speaking. Behold. He's saying see. Whenever you see behold is is, is calling your attention. Is is as though you've wondered. He's saying behold. Pay pay attention now. I send you out as sheep. In the midst of wolves. He's saying that really, the, the, the idea is that you are being deployed. And I am hoping that really, one of the objectives this evening is that everyone under the sound of my voice, you will realize you are a kingdom ambassador on assignment. 
you are being deployed. Like I heard a dear man of God say, he said, there is no child of God that is employed anywhere. All of us have been deployed specifically for a purpose, for a purpose. It might be your place of work. It might be in Potiphar's house like Joseph. It might be in a factory where you are saying, what, what am I doing here? It might be in that province where God has instructed you to go to. It might be in that country where you know I am here not just because I was in search of greener pastures. God ordered my steps here. You know, when you begin to think like this, it, it, it gives you a whole new perspective to what others out there call disappointment. When a door closes and you're a man of prayer, a woman of prayer, you are sure that that is not my place of deployment. When an employer sends you, well, we'll still call them employers, sends you or HR sends you, we are sorry. We received so many amazing applications. Just story is we've moved on with other candidates. There is something on your inside. You received a note of victory. You were so sure. You, you were already typing that email to testify at KICC Canada. Maybe you've done the first interview or you've done the second interview and you're like, God, this is it. And somehow, somehow, it's not like you were lax there. It's not like you were careless. You, 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 you continued steadfast in thanksgiving. Remember the mysteries of Zion. You were reveling in the victory secured through the blood of Jesus. Thanksgiving there was constantly found on your lips. All right. And, and so Somehow, it returns with, we are sorry. A, a kingdom interpretation is that that is not my place of deployment for now. The right door. Remember, the one who holds the keys of David, he doesn't only open doors. He also shuts doors because there are particular places of deployment. Some of us have been knocking on doors that it's not the enemy. God himself, God himself, I said, I am redirecting you in my love. There is a place of deployment. However, I am sending you out as sheep. It's a dangerous world out there, but you will not survive or thrive by your own strength. It will not be by power. It will not be by might. It will be by my spirit. Therefore, be wise as serpents. Hey, Jesus, are you the one speaking? If you have a Bible that has the words of Jesus in red, you, you, you want to check, is this added by the translators? Jesus? Oh, Yes. It says that the battleground, remember, it's a, it's a clash of kingdoms. Remember our master anchor, Revelation eleven fifteen. 15. There, the, the kingdoms of the worlds, the, the, the kingdoms of this world, and the kingdoms of our Lord. They, there is victory at the end of the day, and it doesn't look like the, the winner wins eventually. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, therefore be wise as serpents, but you are armless. The, the idea there is that it, 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 you, are, you are strategic. You are cunning. You have the wisdom. You have the discretion. You have the strategic foresight. You are not, you are not, you, you, you are not tactless. Boy, does it break my heart to see a lot of believers bringing disrepute to the name of God all in the name of... Let, let, let's just go into God's word. It says there's a cunningness to you. There is a consciousness of who you represent. Wise as serpents, armless as doves. To really understand what Jesus is communicating here, let's go to Matthew chapter 7. I will read from verse 15 to verse 20. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 to verse 20. Jesus speaking. He says, beware of false prophets. Beware of the strategic deception of the alternative kingdom. It says they will come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. So, so this is what Jesus is saying. Imagine the battlefield now. The battlefield consists of actual sheep who are sent to a world of wolves with certain wolves who are, who are, who are camouflaged in sheep's clothing. So how do we know who is who? Boy. Verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits, not by their names, 
not by their titles, not by their, <laughs> not by their pretense. You will know them by their fruits, not by their regularity amongst religious activities. You will know them by their fruits, not by how much they decorate their houses at Christmas or how much they claim to be believers when there is nothing that looks like the supernatural life at work in them. You will know them by their fruits. You will know them by the kingdom they are expanding. By the message they are preaching. See, there are many amongst us that look like us, but they are not part of us. It says, be wise. I, 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 I'm sure I have this song, one of the very, please, I'm a young man, all right? <laughs> when, the, when the compact disc came out, one of the very first compact discs we received, it had a song on it. It was done by a gospel group. I will never forget the words of that song. And I'm sure I've shared it with us for, for those who have been with us for a while. It says, be wise. Don't fall for Satan's lies. Get used to his disguise. Open your eyes. Solid rhymes. The tune is still in my head after how many... I heard you. Somebody said centuries. I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me jump to verse 19. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Verse 20. Re-emphasizing, therefore by their fruits you will know them. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. So, this is our projection for the month of March. We will pick kingdom ambassadors and we will glean the principles from their lives that, that helped them to, to succeed in a, in a world of wolves. In a world of wolves. How, how, how can you be deployed to an occultic place, to an occultic office where you know and these people know the, the beef they have for you really is not your skin color, it's not your accent. It's what you carry. All right. So by God's grace today, we will glean principles for surviving, being deployed in a wolf world from the life of Daniel. Next week, Wednesday, if Jesus tarries, we zoom into the life of Joseph. In the third installment, we will zoom into the life of an amazing lady by the name Adasa, Esther. How do you survive in a pagan palace where the king is a megalomaniac, perverted, alcoholic? Simple, I'm getting it now. Because your, your whole idea of kingdom is a place where the president speaks in tongues and you had the, you had the president's assistant and you know you're just perfect. Hey, 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 no. You are, you are going there as sheep among wolves. I, I, I read a quote somewhere. It says, what if the solution, what if the solution to wolves parading in sheep's clothing is actually sheep parading in wolves' clothing? When strategy jams strategy, is now a clash of kingdoms. Bring your power. <laughs> bring your power. Moses, bring your rod. Pharaoh, bring your magicians. There, there, is, there, there is going to be a clash. That is why, remember, we've said this almost in every installment. Any conversation about the kingdom that does not emphasize priesthood is a, power, is a, is a, is a recipe for disaster. You and I deployed there must be people of power, people of prayer. And I pray once again for you that your life will be one of power. That as an ambassador of this kingdom, you'll be one that carries the authority of the king of glory. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. As the spirit of God began to reveal to me our conversation for the month of March, interestingly, from the other Studies we will dive into. The fourth one, obviously, I don't think I mentioned it, will be from the life of Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, the man Jesus. All right. Um, there are just three principles to glean from. Three. 
each, but today there are five of them because it, it's kind of cumulative, all right? And, and, and there are so many lessons for you and I to engage our world, to be able to accept that employment even though you know that place is, but you are God's light going into the darkness. A lot of us are light looking for light, not knowing that you've been sent to be the one that illuminates you are, the, you are the solution, really. You are the solution, boy. I've not moved over this since, since the Spirit of God dropped it. I am God's man for my generation. I am God's person for this time. This is the generation I was. Don't, don't join people desiring the old, the old, what was that song? Bring back the old time. No, no, no. There is no old time religion. God in his wisdom did not make a mistake for bringing you in this very moment in time. There is a prophetic destiny over your life. We ain't looking for no old time religion. Indeed, well, we are not even doing anything religion. We are representatives of a kingdom. It's a kingdom of power. It's a kingdom of authority. It's a kingdom of results. It's not a kingdom of talk. It's not a kingdom of explanation. It's not a kingdom of food and meat and drink. It's a kingdom of righteousness. It's a kingdom of peace. It's a kingdom of joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say glory to God. It's a demonstration kingdom, not an explanation kingdom. So we glean, we glean, we glean, we glean, we glean. Five principles that will allow you to survive in a wolf world. In a dark room with your light not being dimmed, but you bringing illumination. Five, five. Remember, there is a cunningness to this. There is a cunningness to this. The devil loves it when he sees undiscreet Christians. In the word of Solomon, he calls them the simple, simple. You know, there are three people, three people principally in the book of Proverbs. Well, there are other characters. There's Lady Wisdom, all right. There's the voice of the Father. But in terms of the, the, the people being really described, all right, there's the wise man, there's the fool, and there's the simple. There's the simple. The enemy is very okay. It's very okay. You might say, oh, I'm not a foolish. You know, the foolish, I'll do the foolish. It's okay with you being simple, being uncunning, undiscerning, not knowing the way, the move of the spirit, not sensing destiny over your life, not understanding prophetic timings, not knowing the interpretation of events, just living day to day. God, please, anyhow, tomorrow, God, you know, he loves it. <laughs> but not us. Oh, glory to God. I said not us. Not us. This is the generation that will rise up in the fullness of power and wisdom and that will demonstrate the glory of the king of kings in our time, in our spheres, in our movies, in our education, in politics, in economics, in our families, in our institutions, in the name of Jesus. All right. All right. Number one principle we glean from the life of Daniel as a kingdom ambassador, deployed as a wolf, deployed as a sheep in a world of wolves. Number one, you can change my name, but you can't change my identity. You can change my name, but you can't change my identity. You can change my name, but you can't change my identity. Many believers in the world we live today have insisted this name we died here. You, can, you cannot... Do, do, do you know the, the painful contraction my mother was having when she said, God, if you give me this child, it will save you. Now the child has come. The name is Miss Samuel. You, you don't understand? My That is my name. You cannot touch that name. Many will hold on to their name and lose identity. But as kingdom ambassadors, if you want to change my name, there is a cunningness. There is a cunningness. There is a wisdom dimension to proper representation. It says, you, you want to change our names? Fine. But our core identity of who we are, that you can't change. 
That is not a title. That is an ingrained understanding of the power we carry, of the kingdom we represent. <laughs> Glory to God. Mm. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 6. You can call me what you want to call me, but I know what I call myself. I know what he has called me. What he has called me is my real and true identity. We have a teaching. Um, just plug this. Who am I? You'll find it on all our platforms. It's a teaching on identity. We have Exits the Mace, and there's another one. There are three. We've had conversations on identity. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 6. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 6. Now, from among those of the sons of Judah, where Daniel, these were their original names, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please don't, don't, don't be in a hurry to just go on. Look at those names. Look at those names closely. Daniel, L is the is L from Elohim. The prefix Elohim is used in the name as a suffix or as the as the later part. Daniel, Dan. We will know that Dan means judge at least. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel gives us that information. All right, when. Leah was just having kids and having children. And, and one day she woke up and went to Jacob, give me children or I die. <laughs> and Jacob said, am I in the place of God? So she had a bright idea. I have a servant. Her name is Bila. She's, she's probably fertile. You take her. What any child she has, she's having for me. I, I own her as it were. So the children, I own them. So Jacob said, okay. And the first child of Bila was Dan. And she said, now God has judged. So we know Dan means judge. Daniel, God is the judge. They had, they had God in their names. Look at Ananiah. Ah, ah. Ananiah, that yeah there. All right. Someone is saying, hey, Pity, what's going on? I want you, this is Bible study. All right. <laughs> this is Bible study. It means that the name of Yahweh is there, Ananiah. Mishael as Elion. Ananiah and Azariah have Yahweh in their names. One of the first things Babylon does is to remove God from their names and insert the names of their Persian gods, their demonic idols, and insert it into their names. You would have thought that, we, that, that is where they will revolt. These were <laughs> glory to God. And, 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 and just in case you don't know, these guys were boys. Scholars tell us they were around the age of 14 years old. 14, they were young boys, captive from Judah with royal blood. If you want to see the criteria, Nebuchadnezzar listed, just pick it from verse 4. It says, choice men. All right? Young boys with a solid sense of identity. I say, now that we are here, it's okay. You can change our names. You can take out God from our name. You cannot take out God from our identity. So in verse 7, to them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel Belteshazzar. He removed Elohim. He put Bel, the, the Persian idol there. To Ananiah, took out Yahweh, gave him Shadrach, the, the Persian idol of the moon, Akku. Mishael took out his name, gave him Meshach. Azariah, he gave Abed Nigo. Nebo, the Persian idol of wisdom. He took out God. The boys saw what they were doing. This, this is not just a name change. You are sending a message here. That if Elohim is God, if Yahweh is God, you shouldn't be captives. Oh, glory to God. And they are saying, you don't get it? We are not captives, we are deployed. We are not captives, we are deployed. And I'm hoping somebody will get it. I'm an employee today, and everybody is shouting this shout. I'm at peace where I am in my journey. I am in the process here. Please be patient with me. I am on assignment here. I have been deployed by the kingdom. It might be in that coffee shop, I am on assignment there. There is that person that I'm supposed to link with and be the, 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 the catalyst for a change of their destiny. Oh, do not write me out yet. Maybe I'm overdue for a promotion, but somehow I am still here praising, rejoicing, knowing that I am on deployment. Maybe I've recently relocated to a new city. You know, it breaks my heart. Many land in Canada. And for them, it's just El Dorado. These are people who prayed, fasted. God, <laughs> 
Immigration Canada, they must message me. You, you, don't, you, you don't know you are here on assignment. Sometimes as a church, we'll get emails. Oh, we are moving, we are coming, this, this, this. And they will come and, and, and disappear. We're now in Canada. We're now snapping with snow. No more, <laughs> no more mosquitoes and electricity. They see, there's more to your life than convenience. You are, you are an ambassador representing the kingdom. You are here on assignment. Somebody say glory to God. Hmm. So the name Daniel means God is my judge. They changed his name to Bel protects his life. Or if you want to go figuratively, Bel is the protector of secrets, treasures. Bel is a Persian idol. They changed Ananiah, which means Yahweh is gracious. Yahweh is gracious. They changed it to the command of Aku or Aku commands. Aku is the moon god of the Persians. Change it to Shadrach. They changed Mishael, a, a beautiful name. Who is like God? And I'm sure the Babylonians are saying, who is like Elohim? Which Elohim? <laughs> Do you know how easy it was for us to embarrass you guys, even to ravage your temples, take all your precious <laughs> precious utensils that you claim is for this, your great God. They changed his name to who is like Aku. From who is like Elohim to who is like their own idol. Azariah's name, Yahweh has helped. Yahweh has helped. Yahweh has helped. They changed it to the servant of Nebo. It was an assault on their names, but they did not allow it to get to their identity. Hear me, child of God. If your identity is intact, you've lost nothing. Your name, leave it for Babylon and get conscious of the fact I am here on assignment. I've been deployed. Hear me. There are things that these same guys did not negotiate. As we will see, as we glean the, the wisdom principles for their life, from their lives, for living as sheep, in a wolf world. Somebody say glory to God. So number one, you can take my name, but you can't touch my identity. Number two, I can mix, but I will not blend. I can mix, but I will not blend. Jesus would say that you are in the world. You are not of the world. I have sent you to, the, I have deployed you as light in darkness. I have not sent you to now turn off your light or dim your light so that you can look more like darkness. The second lesson we learn from the life of this ambassador Daniel is he said no to profanity. Please, I want you to read with the eye of the Spirit. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. This is not just a conversation about food. This is a conversation about consumption, everything that goes into you. It says in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, I am paraphrasing now that as a kingdom ambassador deployed into a perverse city, Babylon was the center of merchandise, was this, I, I, I just, just mix maybe Las Vegas, Monaco, where else? All of them, mix them together. That is half Babylon. <laughs> and these guys were sent there. It says, but Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Kingdom ambassadors, hear me. If you are going to bring change to that place, you need to make this decision by the spirit. I will not defile myself. If the people have been sent to a binging on Netflix 24 hours a day and I am binging on Netflix 24 hours a day, I cannot, I, I do not have the place, I, I do not have the, 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 I do not have the priesthood advantage to bring any change to their lives. Why? We are consuming the same thing. We are feeding the same profanity. We are visiting the same websites, going to the same clubs, drinking the same drinks, living the same life. No, 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 sir. No, ma. That's not how we will bring. That's the, that's the recipe for embarrassment. It says Daniel said we will not consume the same thing. This is more than food. We will not listen to the same news. We will not read the same gossip blogs. We will no, no, no. I am very mindful of my consumption. I know you've changed my name, but my identity is intact, and my identity requires that my primary plug, my my primary source is His Word. Oh, yes, I will know about your songs. 
I will know about your movies. I will know about the perversion in your world. It might break my heart, but it will stir up something in me that this is the purpose for which I have been sent. He said we will not defile ourselves. Everybody is doing it. We are not doing it. Everybody is going there. We are not going there. Oh, just, just a little. PD, relax. Just a little. He's saying that, see, I've not been sent here for a week. I, I, I am going to change this kingdom to the level of generations of kings. Daniel's life was a picture of longevity for the believer, for the kingdom ambassador. God is not a user and a dumper. The plan is for you to bring glory for a long time on this side. On this side. On this side. He says, so he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Will you and I make that request today? I'm going to change the things that go through my eyes. I'm going to change the things that, this is not hypocrisy now. This is an understanding of the calling upon my life. <laughs> we are, you are eating this, I'm eating this. You are watching this, I'm watching this. <laughs> Imagine Elijah tells Ahab, he says, you drive, go on your chariots, go eat and drink. Imagine if Elijah too <laughs> drives and goes to eat and drink. <laughs> Hmm. Look, 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 just look at, look at the millions of Israelites who did not step into the promised land. All they heard, all they heard, the news they consumed was that we are locusts and they bought the lie. They didn't get there. What are you listening to, child of God? What are you listening to? Number one, you can take my name, you can take my identity. Number two, I can mix in, but forget it. I'm not blending in. I am not going to subject myself to the same profanity. No. And I receive grace this evening. I receive grace this evening to say no to things that are detrimental to me. To say no to things that fight me being an effective priest and an effective ambassador of the kingdom. I am saying no to them. To the things that defile spirit, soul, body. I am saying no to them. By the grace of God, you just try me. You just try. That was what Daniel said. He said, give us a few days. We want to show you a superior way to live life that you can have fun without perversion that you can leave food and you can gain weight in the spirit gain stature it says let's show you a superior way child of god what's your plan for it entertainment when you want to relax what do you watch what do you stuff your righteous soul with and you're surprised there is no power you're surprised you speak and, and the things are just laughing as though nothing, nothing happened. But God, <laughs> glory to God. God is bringing a change. God is bringing a change. We are that generation. I can't, I can't, I can't get person. I am God's man. Come on, say it with me. I am God's person. I am God's person for my generation. So shall it be. In the name of Jesus. Number three, strategy for thriving, bringing light to a dark world, for 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 representing. His majesty in a perverse generation. Number three, you invest in your company. Invest in your company. Reminds me of the Sunday teaching from just a couple of weeks back that we are taking over together. Hear me. In these times, everybody needs someone, at least that you can pray and fast and study with. If all your friends are vibes, vibes friends, that don't know the secret place, let me tell you. A day is coming when Nebuchadnezzar will make a decree, and I speak figuratively. There will be nobody to hold your hands in the place of prayer. Nobody. 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 It says as a, as a strategy here, I do not believe these four boys were the only Jews that were obviously not. They were not the only four that, 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 that met the requirements of Nebuchadnezzar, but they stuck together and said, we have similar values. <laughs> Those ones have already gone. They've gone. They are, they, are, they, are, they are even eating the Persian food more than the Persians. I speak figuratively. They are doing the thing even more than the, more than the owners. He says, but we know who we are. We know where we are from. We know what we represent. We know the glory we carry. Glory to God. 
Daniel chapter 2 and verse 16. So Daniel went in. There was literally a death warrant on all the advisors. You know, it's so cute how we call these guys advisors. If you had looked at the organogram, the, the workflow algorithm in the palace of Nebuchadnezzar, empire of the world, king of Babylon, the, the category given to them was not wise men. They were not special ministers and advisors and the nice, you know, names we use today. They, they were categorized as magicians. Occult, that was the tag. And, and Daniel was in that category, but it was God's light. Can God count you to be the only light in that occultic place? Can he count on you to be the source of hope in that occultic family, in that, in that, in that school, in that, in, that, in, that part, in that political party? Can he trust you? In that workplace? There's a wrong way to do it. There's an unwise way to do it. It's not by getting to your office desk, you now begin to play. You know, I remember back in the days, it used to be women of faith. I'm trading my sorrow. And to tie your scarf very tight. And then when, when project is due, it's the Christian's one that is not yet ready because they had vigil. That is an unwise way to represent, to, well, they are not even rep- to misrepresent the kingdom. Many have gotten it wrong. Gotten it wrong. Gotten it wrong. So I'm here. PD said I'm on assignment. You know, you now pack 50 tracts to work. That's on you, you see, there is a cunningness to this thing. And I'm trusting the Spirit of God to give us revelation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Chapter verse 16 of chapter 2, the book of Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time. Somebody said, give him time. It says we know a way, we know a God, we represent a superior kingdom, all we need is time. That he might tell the king the interpretation. Verse 17, then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. These were children of covenant, not to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's saying that we know our God. We carry his identity. We know the, the he says his companions. He had a group of friends that he could say, this is a death warrant, but we are not dying yet. <laughs> I've seen visions of myself advising kings that will succeed this king. So we didn't die today. <laughs> You know, I remind myself whenever I'm in any situation that looks like it, it can potentially just come out bent. I just, I just smile. It, it, it's, it's as though an awareness comes. And I say, that I'm, say I'm giving you one of my personal conf- confessions publicly. I didn't die today. I have promises for tomorrow. I didn't die today. <laughs> I have promises for tomorrow. I, 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 just, I just resonate that that's part of what Daniel said. Say, guys, not yet. In our prayer time, hear me. This is, this is, you will see this. This is not just once in a while. This is not when we're about to die. Not, oh Lord, oh Lord, no. We've been praying, but today we have a special petition for the God of heaven to show us mercy. We didn't die today, no. <laughs> and not just us. This, 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 this. <laughs> That they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret. So that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Everybody prayed. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel. There was that corporate anointing. A prayer of agreement. I pray again for you that God will give you friends on your journey. God will give you solid people on your journey. That on the day a death warrant is issued, on the day a terminal diagnosis is received, they will be able to hold your hands and say, not today. Not today. Oh boy, we are here serving the purposes of our king for generations, not with a weak body, not with a frail body, not with a diseased body, but with the excellency of health. Don't be like Lot. You know, we talked about this one of the times of refreshing, I had to go dig out the scripture for us. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 7. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 7. I love it in the King James, but let me read it for us in the NLT. It says, but God also rescued Lot out of Sodom. 
This is, this is reverse deployment. This is reverse deployment. We know that it was Lot who selfishly, in a decision moment, completely by the flesh, chose Sodom. We know. He carried himself there and, 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 and this merciful God reckoned, you know, this is the new covenant. This is the new Testament telling us that Lot had learned some things. He had a, he had a, a covenant with this God of Abraham also. But he went there. He could not influence one person. He could not even properly disciple his wife. I'm sure there was no family devotion because even his daughters, the, the two of them, they, they were already hanging out with, with you know, if you, if you say Sodomias now, it, it might mean something else. Or Gomarans, pardon my French. And, and you know what they did to their dad. They, 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 were, they were Sodom DNA, Sodom DNA, Sodom DNA. That was their identity. It doesn't matter the name Lot gave them. It doesn't matter whether they had L or Yah in their name. No. The, the, the DNA they carried was Sodom. Even his wife. He says, let, let's, let's stay with God's word. But God also rescued Lot out of Sodom. This was reverse deployment. There was something, Lot, that you could have done. You could have gone with light. You mean not a soul? Not even your own one for you? you? You mean not even your neighbors? You mean not even your colleagues? Nobody has seen enough light in you to ask you how do you do it? Presenting an opportunity for you to say, well, this is who I am. These are the standards I live by. These are the values. And they, and they say, you mean you're into that religious stuff? You say, no, this is, this is far from religion. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know him. And, and, and the results show. He says, because he was a righteous man who was sick of the shameful immorality of the wicked people around him. He, he, in the King James, I believe, he says his, his righteous soul was vexed in verse 8. Yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. Lot wants to watch TV. He just turns on the TV. <laughs> He's like, what is, are these people okay? It's the way some of us turn on TV today or Netflix. And you're saying, are these people okay? After saying, are these people okay? Turn it off. Change the channel. He says his, his righteous soul was tormented. There, there was no Christian content for lots. No Christian music. When he turns on his, his, his radio, it was all perversion. He was vexed. He had no compassion. There was nobody Lot could raise prayer points with, not even his wife. When deliverance came by intercession, she was like, you mean I'm letting go of all of this? Looked back. Boy. I hold my hands with yours once again that God will make us into a strong army. That God will make us into a strong army. That God will make us into a strong army. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. So, number one, you can take my name. You can't touch my identity. Number two, I can mix as a light bearer, but I am not blending in. Your darkness will not dim my light. It says that that light shines and darkness cannot comprehend it. Number three, invest in your company. Invest in your company. You will need people. You will need friends. Don't, don't get me wrong. You will have acquaintances. You will have colleagues. You will have, you will have people that you, you just can't discuss anything serious with them. After you've talked about sports, maybe basketball, you've talked about exchange rates, you've talked about shoe and bag. That's about it. That's okay. But that that's all you have. And that those are the people most of your time is spent with. I say it as a joke. It's very true. There are some calls you have. By the time you drop the call, virtue, virtue, virtue has flown out of you. Not, not virtue to, blo to, to bless. Virtue has drained out of you. This person has told you about everybody. It's just gossip. <clears throat> Did you hear? Have you seen? And you just know this is not me. This is not me. Hear me, child of God. If you cannot have the confidence of Daniel to choose the profanity that will not come, let these people know I am no longer your gossip partner. 
Anyone who is gossiping about others to you is gossiping about you to others. Don't play that game. It's, 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 it's too low. We shouldn't even be talking about it. It's called you to a place of dignity, to a place of integrity. And as I, as I love to say, if something somebody said or did is, is that troubling to you, let's, let's fast and pray together. If you have no commitment, then you are, you are a divider. <laughs> Glory to God. It says his righteous soul was vexed by what he saw day after day. It was a lone ranger. It was a lone ranger. Number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Kingdom wisdom that we can glean for bringing light in a dark world, for being deployed in a perverse generation. Number four is you must solidify your routines. Solidify your routines. So the kingdom ambassador is not the one who, who does seasonal priesthood. Priesthood becomes a routine. It is a daily routine, which is why I'm thankful to God for us as a collective army that we have some routines already that are already in place. It doesn't matter where I am on the surface of the earth. I know once it is 5 a.m. Eastern time, my heart tunes to a place. Sometimes when I'm traveling and the time zone is different and I'm at a function, my heart is retuned to it. That my, my, myself and my squad, we are, we are at the altar together seeking the mercies of God to receive his word, to enforce his will. Routines. This is when I will study my Bible, routines. Even when I'm on vacation, routines. This is when I will do supplication, routines. This is when I will stand in the gap as a watchman and do intercession, routines. There are no break times. My, 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 spiritual, my spiritual exercises, they are, not, they are not chores. They are not tasks. Those are the tools for my victory. So I'm not seeking a break away from it. In fact, if really I am on vacation, I should be able to do more. If I do 10 minutes normally and I know I'm not going to work today, I should be able to do 20 or do 30. If I do one hour normally and I know I'm not going to work today, maybe I should be able to do two hours. Your routines are solid. It's the consistency. Don't allow a lofty ideal sold to you by the enemy deprive you of the power of consistency. Many of us would remember I don't know why I'm giving old examples today. Someone would think I'm just this ancient person. Many of you may be familiar with bathrooms before the days of tiles and taps. Now, when you close them, it doesn't mean they are closed. It just means you've reduced the flow. There's a continuous dripping. Has it occurred to you that as small and as weak as the force of impact as those drops are, it's able to bore and melt through concrete, cement, and is able to create gaps. That's the power of consistency. The enemy will tell you if you don't have one hour. <laughs> he will give you scriptures. If you don't have one hour, look at PD. PD prays for 50 hours. If you don't have at least one hour, don't bother. You know, just you're busy, just continue. He would rather you do nothing. There is wisdom that demands. See, I can do 10 minutes consistently. I will do it. As grace is multiplied, when I can do 15 minutes, I will do it. There will be a season of stretching when you believe you can do one hour and you're able to do 15 minutes sufficiently. It means that really, really, what you have is, it breaks my heart. You see people say, I want to fast for 50 days. And you've, done, you've not done three days fast at all, ever. Don't, don't set up yourself for failure and for discouragement. The only person who is rejoicing is your adversary. Pace yourself. There is, a, there, is a, there is a stability that comes with consistency. A 15-minute daily believer is more of a terror to a monthly one-hour believer. Soak it in. Soak it in. You solidify your routines. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 44. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 44. Dan, it can't be verse 44, pardon me, verse 4. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 4. That You can tell I'm overexcited. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 4. Then the other administrators and I officers began searching for some fault in the way, I'm reading from the NLT, in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. Hear me, child of God. You're already light. 
you have to be the excellence in that place. You can't be the slothful one. You can't be the one slacking. You can't be the one defaulting on deadlines. No, that's misrepresentation. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Nobody. Nobody cares about your slothfulness or laziness. But when you are the high flyer, when you are the one bringing exceptional results, you can't make this up. This is God's word. They went professional. They said, let's look for gaps. Let's look for gaps. Daniel was excellent. So, so we need to find another way. The later part of verse 4, it was faithful, always responsible, completely trustworthy. Are those attributes that, that we can use for you? Are those adjectives we can use to describe you? Always faithful. Always faithful. In the workplace, in the marketplace, even in the kingdom, in your place of assignment. Can your head of department say that? Always faithful. Always faithful. <laughs> PD, if it's, if it's nine o'clock and there's nobody else, I can tell you this person is always faithful. These tasks that need to be done, forget it. You can, PD, you can sleep, you can travel. Always faithful. Always responsible. Accountable. Completely trustworthy. Verse 5, so they concluded our only chance of finding grounds for accusing this guy will be in connection with the rules. They called it religion because that's how they see it. It has to be a matter of relationship. Let's alter his routine. Let's alter his routine. Remember, we were introduced to this young boy as a teenager from 14. Now he's an elderly man. He's, he's consulted for kings now. He's been there, done that, but his routine was intact. Many of us are a promotion away from flinging away quiet time. This kingdom prosperity we are talking about. The moment it comes, there, I'm sure there are some, you will not even see them at, if we move 5 a.m. prayer to 5 p.m., it doesn't matter. Many of us are a breakthrough away from dependence on God. And God is saying, are you with me for things? Or are you with me for really my kingdom agenda? He was faithful, responsible, completely trustworthy. There is no way else than in the matter of his God. Verse 10. Verse 10, which is really where we're going to as we begin to round up this evening. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, it was not in the, it was, it was not, it, it, there was no doubt about it. He knew. He went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. This was the prayer of Solomon. He says, if your children will face this temple and pray, hear, O God, from heaven. Daniel had been doing this for decades. You don't want to stop me today. You are, you are, today is the day you cross the line. Today is the day you see my God. He knelt down on his knees three times. That He didn't reduce it to say, God, um, you know there is a no, no. He knew the secret place. He said that day he prayed and gave thanks. He didn't complain. He gave thanks before his God as his custom was since early days. Consistently, consistently, consistently. And hear me, as God begins to increase your stature in the spirit, don't stay small. Don't say, PD said, if it's five minutes, consistent. The day the grace comes for 30 minutes, don't stay on five. The day the grace comes for an hour, don't stay on 30. The day the grace comes for two hours, don't stay on one. The day the grace comes for five hours, don't stay on two. As, as that, let him know, see, there are weightier things to commit to your hands. Weighty, weighty things. Boy, and we are that people. We are that generation. This is that army. I am that person. Come on, say it with me. I am God's man for my generation. Glory to God. Number five, number five. Number five, as we round up, round up, round up. Having done all this, there is a day of reckoning. That day, you'll be required to stand. I wrote it here in my notes. Stand in the evil day. Stand in the day of reckoning. Lessons, this time not directly from Daniel, but from Daniel's friends. Many have wondered and speculated, you know, where was Daniel when the other Hebrew boys were expected to bow before Nebuchadnezzar's golden image and when they experienced the fourth man in the fire. Well, 
let's stay on what scripture tells us. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. If you look closely, the answer is actually <laughs> the answer is actually there. But let's focus this evening. Daniel chapter 3, verse 14. I am saying this because many kingdom ambassadors, they are on a, on a, on a trajectory. They are doing everything we've said. Identity intact. Companions. You know, they are not, they are, they are, they are intermeddling, but they, are, they have intact in their identity, not blending in. They are there, you know, influencing their, influencing their generation. They have their routines intact. Yes, many, many. But the, on the day that is supposed to be a kingdom strike day, for you to make a stand for Jehovah and to it, it, it's like a Mount Carmel experience. On the day that this bell that has been recruiting and growing in their demonic whatever and accumulating prophets, there is a day of a contest. Imagine Elijah not showing up on that day. Imagine this this same these same guys saying today we can bow. Imagine Daniel saying, well, it's just 30 days. See, compromise is not on the table in this kingdom. Compromise for the world is not on the table in this kingdom. Having done all to stand. 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 And his grace being released this evening at this altar. Oh, grace to take a stand for Jesus. Grace to, to stand for what you believe. Grace to insist on the reality of God's word. That grace is supplied and multiplied unto us. In the name of Jesus. And I've shared this story with us before. I'll share it and then we read the scripture and round up this evening. I trust that somebody has been blessed. You know, true life story about a military head of state in a certain country. Non-Christian, non-religious very wealthy, very powerful, very influential. Let's just say like Nebuchadnezzar, but definitely not, you know, just the country. And he was having a chat with one of his aides one day, and he made a statement that was terrible, that that aide could not, he just said, do you know all pastors? Made a, 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 a blank statement. Do you know all what these pastors care about is money? And the aide said, sir, what do you mean, sir? This was a military admiral, a general, a, the, the head of state of a particular country, of which I shall not mention. He said, do you know that all these pastors are after is just money? Just money. And that aide said, well, sir, um, maybe a lot out for money, but there are still some that stand, you know, for Jesus. And the man laughed. He said, do you know how many, how many I've met so far be, from, from being you know, a young officer to where I am today? He said, he said, I can tell you, the only thing they care about is money. So the aide said, well, sir, you can say that, but you've not met my pastor. My, my pastor is a man of integrity. His passion, his art is only for the kingdom of Jesus. So the head of state said, okay. I, I know my schedule is busy. I'll look for a day. Let me meet this, your pastor. Make sure you don't just tell him the president, the head of state wants to see him. Hmm. I've shared this story with us. Some of us know how this story ends. The pastor shows up at the state house. The, the glory of the, of the presidential palace alone is already, if, if, you, if, you, if you don't have your DNA identity in Christ, solid started talking with the president and the head of state at a chat and and when it was just time it was just a brief chat he said now um, um I'm, i will have to leave now but you know just talk to me is there any other thing you you want me to know or to do before we close this conversation and the man of god said we actually have this building project the budget is xx million this is how much we have Maybe the Lord will lay it on your heart to support us. He said, how much is left? He said, don't worry. You know, I'll send, I'll send it to you. The man could not believe it. Favor, ah, God, of, God of wonders. He has fought my, he has won. This is favor. He's, he's thinking of how he's running back to go testify on Sunday. Boy, can God count on you? That on the day of reckoning, you will not bow. Can God count on you? 
Can God count on you? That on the day of reckoning, you will not bow. Can God count on you? And after, the, the, after that chat, the, the, this guy sent for his aid. I said, what did I tell you? He said, how did it go? I'm, I'm sure in the barest minimum, he told you about Jesus. He planted a seed of the word in you. In the barest minimum, he said, well, we, we, we talked about money and I will, I will oblige you. I will sign the check and you give it to The guy's head drooped. Can God count on you? Can God count on me? Oh, I am his man for this generation you are expressing. Can he count on us that in the day of reckoning you will stand? And I pray that you and I on that day we will stand for the king of kings. We will not cave to the pressure of our world. In the name of Jesus, I leave you this evening with Psalms chapter 3 verse 3. Many of us kingdom ambassadors feel choked up many times. This was the psalmist really under different circumstances here. This was a, 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 a time of overwhelming oppression. But really, as kingdom ambassadors, that's how it feels sometimes. It says, how many? This, 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 this perversion is too much. This occultism is too deep. It says in verse 3 of Psalms, it says in the, in the King James, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. I speak over the life of everyone at the altar, that the Lord will serve surround you with his glory the lord will surround will surround your righteous soul with his glory the pressure and the decadence around you will not pierce your heart but you will arise in the fullness of god's glory and bring a change to your world in the name of jesus it says you are my glory at the lift up of my head whatever condition around you has bowed your head in shame there is a lifting now in glory there is a lifting now in light there is a supply of the spirit for you to go impact your world and to represent your king in the name of Jesus. In the New Living Translation, it says, But you, O Lord, you are a shield around me. You are my glory. You are the one who holds my head high. You are the one who holds my head high. A sheep sent to a world of wolves. The Spirit of the Lord will uphold your head high. As Daniel brought glory in a realm of perversion, in your own world and at your mountains of assignment, you will bring God glory. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if you've been blessed by the word this evening, say thank you, Jesus. Oh, I am your man for this time. I am your daughter. I am your agent. I am your emissary. I am your ambassador. I am the representative of the king. Oh, I have the dominion of my king, the authority of my king, the backing of my king. I move by the speed of the Holy Ghost. I bring excellence. I am a bearer of the true light. Thank you, gracious Father. Glory be unto your name. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hmm. We can't wrap up a service like this without praying with someone. I'll pray with two categories as a roundup. Number one category, you don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. Or you made a decision a while ago, but you got to Babylon and you saw gold. You saw glitz. You saw here, there is no supervision. There are no constraints. I can now call my own shots. And you went to town. Like the prodigal son, you drifted far. And God's word is hitting you differently this evening. You sense today is a day of restoration. The Father is not judging you. He's saying we want to pick up from where we left it. There is still assignment for you. You are still on deployment. There's still work for you to do. My love is able to restore you. I want to pray with you. Or if it's your first time, I want to pray with you. Category two. You are in a place right now where you are wondering, does God really expect me not to compromise? That's the question you're asking yourself right now. You are in a place where you really, really, you are like, God, you know if I if I cave in here, I know you will understand. And God is saying, no, I won't understand. I don't do what I don't do understand. What I do is I supply grace. I supply grace. And I want to hold my hands with that person this evening. That the confidence of the enemy that you will fail, God is thwarted. Instead, you will bring glory to his name. Yes. I want to pray with you. If you can say with me, Lord Jesus, I believe. You are the son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. I acknowledge my sin and my need for a savior. 
And in this moment, I confess you as Lord and Savior. I yield my life. I yield my spirit, soul, and body. And I say yes to your way. I say yes to your will. I confess you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I receive the grace to live for you forever. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the word that has come to us. Thank you for your children making the best, greatest decision ever in this moment. I ask, Father, for a multiplication of your grace. I ask for a supply of your spirit. In the name of Jesus, the grace to live for you in a perverse world. The grace to represent light in a dark world. Let that grace be supplied to your children. In the name of Jesus. And I pray with as many who are the valley of decision. As many who have arrived on that day of reckoning. And they are saying, how will I stand? How will I stand? Is this not the day I cave? Is this not the situation that makes me bow the knee? Father, we join our hands this evening in agreement. And we release grace, grace, grace to stand. Grace to demonstrate a superior kingdom. Grace not to be the one who bows, but for the world to bow to them. For as many who are weak, for as many who have commenced the process of compromise. Ah, we pray for a supply of your strength in their inner manner. The strength to say no. The strength to say yes to you. The, the strength to say yes to your will. To insist on the way of the kingdom. Let it be supplied and multiplied. Jesus alone glorified. For in Jesus name we have prayed. Glory to God. Come on for the soul sake. For the words that we've received. If you can jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst. Feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give via email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.